And we are live. Yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to episode six of Coffee and Perspective with Jaystine. Today, I have the great pleasure to chat to a performer who uses a bit of magic, mentalism, and his great sense of humor, as you'll learn, um, to entertain his audiences. And he goes by the name of Mr. Brennan Peel. How are you doing, sir? Hey, how's it? Uh, very good. Thank you very much for having me today. Cold. Cold. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's, Wait, been, it's been... Where are you at the moment? Yeah. I'm actually, funny enough, in PE now, even though like, I live in Joburg now, but I'm actually currently in Port Elizabeth, where yeah. the weather's been like pretty cold at night and then quite warm during the day, so it's mm -hmm. very confusing. I've been confused weather, you know? <laughs> have, have, you, have you been in PE just for the, the whole quarantine lockdown phase? No, actually, I was, I was in Joburg for like level five, uh, and then... Um, Funny enough, well, carte blanche wanted us to be uh, part of an interview. So we ended up, a long story short, I needed to end up coming down to PE to basically do some recording. Okay. Um, and so I ended up driving down. And because like my family is from here and I'm originally from PE, yeah. I ended up just kind of staying here because uh, it's a long drive. And yeah, I just, you know, I, just driving back just seems like more of an effort right now. <laughs> So, so to jump into it, for those of for those people who are watching um, that aren't aware of what you do, okay, you've said that you're from PE, South African, mm -hmm. uh, born and bred in PE, uh, went to Pearson High, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah it's actually Pearson. the logo. It's right over there. <laughs> oh, there we go. Representing. <laughs> yeah, Pearson. Um, <laughs> and then, what you what you're dealing with at the moment? Like I said in the start, you're doing some magic, <clears throat> some mentalism. That's yeah. the career path that you've. Uh, taken so first yeah. off how did you get into the whole you're gonna have to correct me with the mentalism magic um, yeah you know so a lot of people get this together um, just just give us a deep dive of how did you yeah. get started into so, basically you know i don't mind if people call me a magician or a mentalist the bottom line is basically i usually do mentalism which is essentially magic of the mind so technically all mentalists are actually a type of magician anyway. So that's why I don't really mind if you say magician or mentalist or whatever. Um, but I do magic and mentalism. You know, I also do the traditional card tricks, coin tricks and those types of things. Uh, I just started getting an interest in it at quite a young age. You know, I think, you know, when you are growing up, you get, you find interests in things that you kind of just like. And I just really had a burning passion for it. And I kind of started performing kind of here and there for friends and family a couple of card tricks and things like that uh and kind of the the break or not my break actually but the time that i realized like okay maybe there's something more to it like career-wise career -wise, was yeah. uh when i was 15 actually uh, i started doing magic at the spur here in a restaurant here in port elizabeth yeah. uh where i was basically walking around from table to table and i would get you know people would give me tips basically and that's when I was like, oh, wow. And people were tipping me quite a bit. And I was like, I actually can't believe that like magic tricks can actually like earn decent amount of money. Mm. Like, especially if you're 15, you know, that's getting funny, like though. 300, 400 grand in a night is like, yeah. it's a lot, man. Uh, especially then, man. So, uh, yeah. So, so from there, it kind of just progressed gradually. It was a very gradual progression in terms of the career. For, for for the things that you, if I can imagine, what you were doing in Spur was, that was more sleight of hand, card tricks, um, close-up yeah. magic. 
that you're yeah, in. so that's kind of where I started off basically. So then what led, kind of what led you into more the mentalism side of 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 well, I was always yeah, I was always interested in the psychology behind everything basically. Um, and actually, something that really did guide me in that way was the fact that I was walking around with this little cup, uh, like I mentioned, and I now get tips in it, right? Mm. Mainly doing the card tricks. But I realized the psychology of people is that if I actually took my own, and this is a true story, by the way, if mm. I took my own 10 Rand note and a 20 Rand note, folded it up, put it in, right off the bat, me going around, people were more likely to give me notes rather than coins. Because a lot of people were just giving me like five rand coins and things like yeah. that, or yeah. five and a two rand, making seven rand coins. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they saw notes in there already, they they put in notes, which obviously ended up, I ended up making a lot more money a lot quicker than my initial days of just kind but of going why, with an but empty why? cup. Because you think that the, that the, the guest, they see the notes and automatically they think that's the right thing to do? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. also that. And as well, they don't want to be like it, subconsciously people don't want to say like, Oh, you know, if that person put in say a 20 rand note or seemingly at least, right. Yeah. You know, even though if it might be my it's 20 rand note, rand. Yeah. but, but it, you know, if they think, Oh, like the person, the next table along just gave this guy 20 rand, you know, I don't want to be essentially shown up by that table in a way, or, or, you know, you wouldn't put in like a two rand coin after you, you think someone else put a 20 rand in mm-hmm. uh, because it kind of, in your head, you kind of are thinking like that's kind of the going rate in a way. And, and you don't want to seem like you are going out of the going, like, you know, uh, not staying in line with the going rate. So, so that kind of psychology really interested me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seriously worked. Eh? Like I was uh, like, I remember my very first few times going there, you know, I was getting about like a hundred to 150 rand, uh, uh, a night going there mm-hmm. and a lot of coins, man, like a lot of coins. Like mm-hmm. I had so, I had so many coins, like it would weigh me down. I actually still have some of those coins to this day. I just haven't gone through all the like one rands and two rands and stuff. Um, and then, you know, when I started doing the whole note trick, I'd still go for the same time. I'd still do essentially the same magic and I still do the same amount of tables, but then I was making like up to 400 Rand. So it's like, it, it vastly increased the amount of money I was making. And, and you know, that psychology of, of how people think and act in certain situations and actually being legitimately applied to like this actual Practice. case. Yeah. It, yeah. It like really interested me. And that's where I, I started going more and more into the mentalism side while I was there, which is kind of getting into the mind and, and yeah, I just haven't really looked back since. There's, there's a guy um, that I discovered quite a while ago. Um, British guy, Darren Brown. Um, yes. And I'm sure that yeah. you've obviously come, come across him and uh, yeah. If it's that was the first time where I kind of also got the idea of the yeah. the mentalism, where it's just yeah. psychological um, psychological skills, you know, and how you can trick the sub, you know, the subconscious mind. Um, has he right. has he been played a part in how you do things? Yes, or? yes, yes. He's my absolute. So he is like my like the idol. The idol. I mean, I I, I don't know if like. You know, I don't really like using the word idol as such, but, but you look up in to the what world he's done. of magic. 
the person that I look up to mm-hmm. is Darren Brown. Like if it wasn't for Darren Brown, I seriously would not be sitting here right now having this conversation because I probably wouldn't even be doing magic. You know what I'm saying? For, for those of you watching, uh, if you haven't heard of him, just go Google YouTube. Even I know he's putting quite a lot up on Facebook even nowadays. D E R R E N. I think Darren. Yeah. Brown. Darren. Yeah. So go take a look at what he does and you'll understand what, uh, what we, what we're talking about. He's, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah. Um, so I'm so, sure a lot of your, so you, you, yeah. you try to take a few, um, have you got any ideas? Because obviously he also creates his own unique yeah. style of what he's doing. Uh, have you used any of that to, to feed yes. into your own, your own style? So for my very first stage show, so, so after the whole spur thing, which was when I was like 15, 16, whatever, I, I started developing a, a stage show, uh, which was just a mentalism stage show, which was heavily influenced by Darren Brown. I wouldn't say I copied anything you did because I don't like to like copy. What's the point of copying another entertainer exactly or another performer? So I, I, but it was heavily influenced by him. And you can definitely, if you go watch that show, which I did in 2011, by the way, at the National Arts Festival, it was my very first stage show um, called Mind Games. And yeah, like if you go and watch that, you'll be like, if you've seen Darren Brown's stage stuff and you watch that, you'll be like, you know, obviously I wasn't doing it as well as Darren Brown obviously but you would be like he definitely was influenced by darren brown um and and yeah that's why he has been such a, a big influence uh, i've actually got the opportunity to uh see him live and meet him briefly as well yeah yeah, yeah he was, so he was, was running funny. a show he was running a show i don't know was it in london or was it on the west end i'm not too well, sure he tours he tours a lot and he, he was recently now on broadway actually so right. he's like breaking into the american market because mm-hmm. the american market didn't really know about him as much yeah, more uh, but he's always touring around the uk mm-hmm. uh i think i saw him in southampton in 2017 when i was yeah in the uk for a little bit yeah i had, by 2017 he had recorded quite a few very good tv specials by then like yeah that's that's the only way obviously that i've managed to see him but it's still my bucket list yeah. to to go and watch him live yeah uh, oh yeah no, definitely. i know the structure of his show i don't mind i just want to be there like, in my opinion his stage stuff is is much better than his tv stuff his, just my opinion though, the job. <laughs> then also i i uh i mean we know each other briefly from yeah. some past work and whatnot but uh i'm not very up to date with what you have been doing so i yeah. I just typed in your name on Google, just see what would pop up on the, on the search results. And then yeah. something came about that you are part of the SA Magical Society and quite a few other um, like magic unions. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, tell yeah. me a little bit more magic about that. Is, 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 is this, is this a, like a development society or is it just like a part where all magicians and that have to be a part of in South Africa or... Um. No, so, so in South Africa, I actually don't know the exact amount of uh, magic societies, but there are these societies in South Africa of little congregations of magicians. Like there's the JMC, which is the Johannesburg Magic Circle, which I'm also affiliated with them. Then you get SAMS, which is the South African Magical Society. And then there's some in Cape Town. I think there's like six, six or seven max uh, different societies in South Africa. And it's just a place where magicians kind of come together, like-minded type of magicians and kind of just share ideas and just have like a bit of a community, you know, uh, that's something that I, I really respect and like about the, the magic community 
is that they are exactly that. They are a community and they do really help each other. I mean, Sam's has really helped me out a lot. But help, um, help you out from the sense that you come together, you share some skills and knowledge or just a matter yeah. of like, oh, you can... Well, specifically, yeah, with, specifically with Sam's, how they helped me was basically, I just approached them and said, hey, you know, I'm looking to do... Because they're actually based in Durban, by the way. Mm. Uh, they, they're like, even though there's members all over the country, their main like uh, yeah. office, if you want to call it that, is in Durban. Mm -hmm. And I was planning to come, I wanted to come to Durban and do some shows. And I just asked some of the members there, <clears throat> some of the main members, which by the way, um, uh, Stephen Clutter, who you also interviewed, he's part of, he's a member of Sam's, all right. by the way. Yeah. Um, he actually runs their Facebook page. So he's, he's very right. on the ball with the whole thing. Uh -huh. Anyway. Um, what was I going to say? Now? Oh yeah. So I wanted to go do a show in Durban and some of the, uh, just asked the Sam's guys and they were so helpful by say, like literally listing out all possible, like viable venues for my like kind of, uh, size, which I wanted like audience size wise. Um, they helped out with even like marketing the guys I came through and like, you know, so they're there just the as a support structure for, if you like a support area. structure, but also, you know, if you, if you ever, as a magician, even as an amateur magician, if you wanted to like share ideas and be like, Hey, how can I, how can I improve? Like, you know, this technique or that, or how do you feel about me performing like this? Uh, cool. They are more than happy to give notes and help out. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really amazing, um, the magic community is a very helpful one. And I, and I think it's, it's one that I definitely don't know about. And for sure, many others won't know that South yeah. Africa does actually have a fair size yeah. of, I mean, we've got some mutual yeah. friends that also do like the, from the sleight of hand type of magic to the illusions to it's, it's quite a big scene, but not many people will know about it in yeah. South Africa. There's a um, lot of hobbyists and a lot of like amateur magicians. I mean, I don't even know the amount of members across like all six or seven. Um, I don't know how many exactly there are, but there's definitely a good couple hundred. I mean, we did a, uh, in 2015, there was quite a big magic expo, which is like a big one in Cape Town where like a lot of the magicians that really like their magic and really take it quite seriously, even as a hobby. Mm -hmm. um, and that place was like packed, man. There must have been about 250, 200 magicians that came through, which I didn't even know there were that many magicians in South Africa, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Looking at your poster there next to you, Hocus Pocus. Um, that was at the National Arts Festival, which you've done quite a few times. And yeah, you, and, meant, yeah. you meant you mentioned you did your first one in 2011, and that was a solo yeah. show. Um, yeah. Ha have you been to the arts? The Arts Festival, um, for those of you watching who aren't familiar, Grahamstown National Arts Festival, um, it's a time of year. You go to Grahamstown, it's just outside of Port Elizabeth in South Africa. And they basically, it's everything from jazz to bands to art to c comedy to pretty much any yeah. expression of the arts um, you can find there from arts and crafts. There's different stalls where you can shop and um, it's a really cool place if you ever around the area. Um, so you, you did your solo show. How many years have you been there? Yeah. Funny enough. Um, okay. Well, obviously due to COVID this year, it's like online, Virtual, but, I saw. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, 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 it's not the same this year, obviously, cause it's not like me. They're physically there performing, but this is actually technically my 10th year. Uh, so I've done every year consecutively since 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and all of the well, majority of them have been a solo show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hocus Pocus was, um, yeah, one that I also toured around South Africa and it went to Edinburgh Festival mm-hmm. and yeah, I'll, yeah, elsewhere, but largely across South Africa. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, like it, it, it has been a great platform. Uh, I think the arts festival here down in Grahamstown is such a great uh, platform for like kind of, I would say small town, your up and coming type of performers. Yeah. Because all you need is, you know, they give you essentially the platform. You just have to rock up and just do your best type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, most, some of the, most of it is all like self-funded, you know, where you just take your own show. Yeah, yeah you do, you do need to get events. some funding together to like, uh, you know, there is registration fees registration and there, fees, are, venue fees. there are other costs and as well staying there, venue fees. I mean, yeah. let's put it this way, like you need, especially in 2020, to run a legitimately like successful show, you need at least 20 grand. Um, When I started in 2011, it was a bit less than that. It was just under 10 grand. It was like about eight or nine. Um, But, but yeah, you need about at least 20 K to like actually put the show together. Um, So you have to kind of believe in yourself and your show a little bit enough to like front that money. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, but you know, with every ticket that you sell, you basically, you know, or you're making, you know, money contribution towards the, your investment that you put into it. So, so you, yeah. you did a lot of them solo and then, um, was it probably last year? You can correct me if I'm wrong. You did it with a friend of yours, Lee Lau. Was that your first duo type of show that you did? It's my very first duo show. It was 2018, our first, uh, our proper first time, because uh, this was supposed to be our third year performing there together. And we've also toured now around like the Western Cape and things like that, and Eastern Cape. Um, but yeah, so so that was the very first duo magic show that I've ever done uh, with Lee. Well, and, and what, well, what, Lee what, was was reason, what was the reason to bring uh an external person on board to actually create a he's got a different skill yeah, uh, to you or yes 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 so that guy actually he can do things that literally no as far as i'm aware no one else no other performer in the country can do mm-hmm. he does some really what, like, what's his, interesting what's his speciality stuff. from the he, magic he does, yeah. He does a thing called Bizarre Magic and a thing called Sideshow, which essentially is uh, Sideshow uh, comes from Coney Island, by the way, in like the New York area. Yeah. I'm sure you probably heard about it, like part of the vaudeville whole thing and Coney Island, that jazz. Yeah. And Sideshow is more, like I say, Bizarre Magic. So it'll be things like walking on broken glass and like eating glass and like eating and playing with fire and like kind of fire, uh, you know, manipulation and it's a very risky, it's risky. Some, some of it's very dangerous stuff and as well he's an escape artist so he actually like escapes from like you could literally lock that guy in a jail cell and he will be able to escape like okay so so, so he deals more with the very the more risk orientated uh yes like, oh yeah big it's time. not just flipping cards between his fingers and doing sleight of yes. hand he's and, doing more yeah. physical <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and that's how the show kind of happened so well or, or how we kind of spawned the show from that is because we each bring something different to the table. We're not doing similar forms of magic. I do the more traditional magic and mentalism. 
and he does the slideshow and the bizarre and the escapology. And together, you know, that's so many different facets within the show that people, when you come in and watch that show, you are seeing so many different types of things. Like you're watching a full, like a full spectrum of magic. Um, And the show is done very well. Uh, The show is basically, you know, a lot of people who come to that show is like, yeah, it's something very unique that they haven't ever seen before. And uh, the, the, the show that you'll be doing, this is now going to be virtual. You can do a quick plug in the middle here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for so, Star, yeah, the yes. virtual show. Yeah, the virtual show, you can just go check out National Arts Festival. Our show is called The Absolutely Mental Magic Show, um, which is, yeah, it's basically a name that we came up with because we put it in mental because I do mentalism. And as well, he just does mental stuff. <laughs> and of course magic because it's magic and it's obviously a show mm. so it's called the uh the absolutely mental magic show you can go check it out on the national arts festival a website search for it and you can stream it every day until the 31st of july so yeah cool um then uh, you know i tend to we have no boundaries over here so also when i googled you um one of the first things that you know where I'm going, one of the first things that pop up is uh, something that, I mean, I'm very well aware of how media portray a lot of things. So yeah. a lot of times when I was, I went through, I was like, huh? Like something hardly <laughs> went wrong. You shot your, you know, the crossbow yeah. went through his head. Uh, I'm sure you've had to clear this up when it was relevant uh, many years yes, ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last just, year, yeah. just, just, just give it, give us a long story short of, of the happenings. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, uh, basically we do an escape with a crossbow uh, and long story short is last year, almost exactly a year ago. It was actually the 30th of June, 2019. It went wrong and uh, Lee got shot in the head with a crossbow, um, which obviously when I say that, it's like, that is like a, a click worthy, you know, a clickbaitable type of uh, yeah, headline. The headline. Yeah. Yeah. Magician gets shot in the head with a crossbow live on stage to yeah. sold out audience, which, you know, technically that is all true, but, um, luckily the, I mean, the injury that was sustained, it, it did go through his skin, but it didn't go like in his like physical head and skull and all that jazz like it didn't break through anything but but still it was highly dangerous i'm not going to lie uh, i'm not going to deny that either and as well a lot of people saying that i shot the thing i don't shoot the thing it's actually connected it's a to timer. a timer yes yes and the timer basically goes off mm-hmm. whether you know whether we like it or not it, it eventually fires basically yeah. so it's a mechanical firing timer thing yeah. And but the way they portrayed it, a lot of the media, yeah, the audience. I mean, I, I read it was just the one. I think it was the dispatch. Like I, 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 I can't even remember yeah. who who reported it. And they're like, yeah, that the audience had to have like trauma counselling. I don't know. Did they go a little bit over the top? No, they, no. They okay. So also they they did they did go for trauma because okay. I, I mean, so so that's something obviously. Myself and V, I just want to clear this up now as well. Obviously, yeah. we never want to ever put like our audience in an uncomfortable in, in position. kind of legitimate distress. Like, yeah, our show is quite like on the edge of the seat type of stuff, and you know that type of thing. But we never really want to actually put our audience in any kind of um, yeah, any kind of uh, 
like negative stress like actual like distress basically yes and you know that particular day there was a school there was actually a couple of schools that were school bookings in the show and they, you know there were some young some young ones there as well mm-hmm. and that's what we felt like the worst about is the fact that there were like school kids there and stuff like that the very next morning we literally went and visited these schools uh, as many as we could and basically just said hey you know lee's actually fine yeah you know etc et et but mm-hmm. but in the moment i mean they were yeah they were quite stressed and, and 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 they basically what the festival did is they got a psychologist to basically see everyone who needed like you know kind of whether who no even if they didn't want to like they just had a psychologist to speak to all of them yeah uh but a lot of the kids that we saw the next day seemed fine they were just happy that like he was okay and stuff okay. like that yeah, yeah but there was a trauma counselor that did get involved yeah. but maybe they portrayed it a little bit different to the media where they made it seem exactly. like mm-hmm. all the kids absolutely needed this kind of trauma counseling yeah. um and I have heard that I have heard actually there was one or two that actually did legitimately need it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I'm still trying to find out exactly who those people are so I can go and actually like speak to them and, yeah. like, you know, hopefully yeah. make them feel a little bit better. But yeah. So on but that none, aspect, obviously, we've, yeah. none, nonetheless, I mean, if, if you can also do something risky, of course you, you try plan for the things that could go wrong as well. Yeah. Um, but then I know that you still work together with them. And I mean, that was, yeah small you, you you continue with the shows and that um how did you how did you from let's call it out with the perspective part how did you take the step back and go all right this happened you and lee sit together you go all right yeah. the media is obviously flooding us with this how do we mm. like hop over and keep keep going that you know? yeah you know, at first we, cause, cause a lot of people were basically saying like, Oh, like I shot him and they made it seem like, um, yeah, like it was obviously, obviously it's a, it's a negative story because he got, mm. he got injured and the thing went wrong. Like I'm not denying that we cannot mm. deny that it went wrong because it went wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the way some of these media houses were going on about it was like, yeah, it was, it was obviously a negative story. So we tried to like overcome it. Um, and we did, we were basically, um, I don't want to say downplaying it because we didn't downplay it, uh, because we always admitted that, yeah, it did go wrong and it could have been fatal. But the fact of the matter is, is that the facts of the matter is that yes, it went, it did get lodged in his head, but then he did literally, we went to hospital immediately and literally a couple hours later, it, they, they just removed the bolt out of his head, gave him like three stitches. Mm-hmm. And the very next day we were back on stage performing. Mm-hmm. Did, um, it affect, did it affect your bookings or anything after that? Um, funny enough, yeah, we, or did it improve yeah, your well, bookings maybe? It actually improved it. We only had one bad night of like a 10 PM show, which usually just don't have good sales, but yeah, no, no, because everyone was talking about it. People wanted to come well, let's and go see watch, like, what it was all about. Yeah. Unfortunately, we had to take out, as you can probably imagine, we didn't do the crossbow okay. thing again. Uh-huh. So we actually just switched out the finale. But literally the very next day, like 2 p.m., you know, we were performing again. So in the actual running of our entire show, it didn't actually affect anything. Yeah. Um, well, except for obviously changing out the finale. But besides that, it didn't change us performing each day and things like that. 
So um, for, for many that might have seen online now, um, you went and you took part in Britain's Got Talent. Britain's Got Talent. Um, I'm yeah. sure you've spoken about this quite a bit over the, <laughs> the, the, the past yeah, but you did the carte blanche uh, segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched that video of the act that you, that you had posted on your social. Was that crossbow act very similar to the one that you performed on? on that B- was literally exactly the same act, except um, what I used to, usually do is I usually am blindfolded while solving the Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, basically I solve Rubik's Cubes in the act. But I usually do it blindfolded on stage. But this particular, uh, like BGT said, no, they actually don't want me blindfolded um, for some or other reason. So I said, cool. It's, you know, it makes my life a bit easier, to be honest. Yeah. But I thought, you know, usually we do it even blindfolded, which is like even like that more yeah, insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but and, and so, what, so that is literally the exact act. What, what led you to, to head over to the UK and participate or did they contact you the producers found you somewhere and they contacted you or how did it come about so basically with these agt bgt all these types of got talent shows they essentially have like um talent scouts slash researchers um and we were yeah they reached out to us they they heard about the whole crossbow thing because the crossbow thing that went wrong like that went on like news stories like everywhere it was on fox news in america like i mean so so you know it did kind of people did hear about it and stuff and obviously their researchers are always looking for uh you know entertainment things and stories and all that so yeah they found us out through that and we're like let's take a look at the act we sent them the link of of an act that we have previously recorded mm-hmm. of that exact act and they said they absolutely love it so like and they were like we think this is going to be uh, great on our show and then yeah so next it happened it all happened in the space of like two weeks um yeah they phoned us in december and 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 just was like oh um you know we saw you you know like are are you interested in this of course we're like yes obviously uh and then then they were like, we need this and we need this. We need the links. We need like this, 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 this. Right. And in two weeks time, they're like, okay, cool. Go and like organize visas. And we, you know, then they sorted out flights and, and so it all happened like very quickly. Very cool, man. And, uh, I don't follow any of these talent comps. So don't say anything if you don't need to, but that show's yeah. come to an end already that season or no, 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 no. During, because of COVID, um, I'm actually not entirely sure what's actually happening, to be honest with you. I know, I don't think that... But there's no, there's no winner of that season yet. No, 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 because... No, 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 because basically... So we recorded our... Uh, the piece that you've seen yes. and the piece that's out there, our, our like kind of crossbow yeah. audition. Mm-hmm. Um, that we recorded in the middle of January before COVID was like a, mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. But now what they were supposed to do is we were supposed to do the second round in May, right? But obviously in the UK, May was uh, it was just off the charts with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. So they they just cancelled everything or postponed it. I've heard that apparently things will be resuming in December, but I'm not too sure what like... I really don't know what the whole story will be. So for now, and, you're on hold that you're potentially going to go through a second round of, of auditioning. 
Yeah, honestly, no one, even even the people that got golden buzzers, which we didn't get a golden buzzer, just by the way. But uh, unfortunately, I wish we did. But yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't get a golden buzzer. But even the people that did get golden buzzers and things, yeah. they're not even too sure, um, like what's happening. And and yeah. well, I'm sure they I'm sure they will. Producers need to try to figure out, you know, the right ways of doing. Yeah, I, I have no idea. So I'm not a producer on VGT, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, basically. I've signed the thing saying that like I can't give away like exactly too much non-disclosure about yeah. the competition and stuff like that. Um, but I can tell you that the the thing hasn't finished yet and there still has to be the second round only. So I have no idea. I think it's December that they're planning to record well, it. I'm not uh, sure. For those watching who haven't seen after this, I'll, I'll link the, the video clip from, I think you put it on your Facebook page or your YouTube or, um, yeah, on, on the BGT Facebook page, uh, I also have it one, shared yeah. on my page because I have a shorter version. I have like a, a highlight version of it on my page and then... Well, we'll get the, we'll get the links and I'll, I'll put it below for anyone who's yeah. wanting to, whoever's, whoever's yeah. wanting to watch. Um, so other than that, now we're sitting in COVID, you're going to be doing mm -hmm. your online National Arts Festival or so. We'll, I'll try to yeah. get a link from you. We'll link it below for yeah, that'll be great. people yeah. to quickly get to it. Um, any foreseeable uh, aspirations or anything that you yeah like realistic or unrealistic that you would like to see you want to be on west end you want to perform your own uh, darren brown yeah. brown style show um, yeah what's what's well, some, you know, some dreams just over the top yeah that you might have well, well what's interesting is actually in this time of covid i've actually lived a few of my actual like dreams like one of my dreams as a performer was to go and like show what i got to simon Cowell, man like on 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 the god talent like that was a dream and yeah. um, and and so like kind of like and it was released this time of covid and and so I've really started like achieving and as well, like, you know, being part of a, I was also now part of a, a TV show for the travel channel. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called magic caught on camera. And like, you know, that was like one of my first like street magic um, TV shows I've ever actually been part of like mm -hmm. international. And, and I'm like, that also happened in this time. Yeah. And that's another like seriously big dream that's like ticked off. But I would say the largest dream for me moving forward. I mean, this is obviously going to be, have to be after the whole COVID thing, but something about me is I'm a stage guy. I love my stage performing. I love my stage entertaining wow. and things like that. Mm -hmm. And definitely Vegas. If I could get like a, a, a run, you know, yeah, a, res a residency in Vegas of like my own little theater type thing, just doing shows night in, night out. Yeah, that that is kind of my dream, actually. Yeah, that's the, that's the gold star you're reaching for. Yeah, that's hundred yeah. percent. It's and and I hope one day I can actually make it there. You know, <laughs> and no, I mean keep pushing. It's it's like I'm sure you've heard. It's it's the marathon. It's not the sprint. Most of the times, yeah, uh, the sprints will be short lived. It's the marathons that will that will keep you yeah pushing. Keep you pushing. Look, man, uh, I appreciate your time. Um, I appreciate uh, what you're doing as well. I, I haven't seen you live so much. Mm -hmm. So obviously I've seen you do some sleight of hand when we work together and whatnot. Um, oh, yeah. But I would really like to, to see you live yeah. sometime, sometime in the near future. Where are you now? Eh? Now I'm in Budapest. I'm in, I'm in Hungary. Are oh, you in Budapest? Yeah. Okay, you're in Hungary now. Okay, well, I haven't scheduled any shows for, uh, uh, for Budapest just yet. Yeah. 
Well, if but you have a need, we'll we'll chat about this. I mean, off off screen. But if you have a need, just let me know. Um, if okay, you awesome. want to do some European tours, yeah, we can we can. Oh, 100%. I'll make it happen. Um, so before we go, I will link all your your places where people can find you below. So splash it out there. Yeah. Where, where can people find you? Yeah. So basically, you know, the whole the usual rigmarole: Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok now. Um, basically my, my handle is just at Brendan Peel magic on all of them. Uh, I am also kind of on Twitter. I don't actually really use Twitter. I don't really know who uses Twitter in like 2020. I'm sure there are some people, but not really. Politicians, yeah. uh, politicians probably mainly. Yeah. But yeah, my main place is like, I have a Facebook page, my Instagram account, and uh, yeah. TikTok as well for little Brandon videos. Brendan Peel magic. Yeah. That's Great. kind of my handle on all of them. Great. Cool. After this, I'll link everything um, below so that people can get you quickly, quickly. Um, I appreciate your time. I wish you only the best of luck. I mean, I know where you, where you come from. I know that you've been grinding super hard. Um, so keep it up and good things definitely, definitely will come. Cool. And I hope that you get a lot of support for the, the virtual national arts fest show. Um, sure. And Thanks, then, Everyone keep your eyes on Britain's Got Talent when things continue. Uh, um, maybe we'll get to see we'll get to see some some yeah. new extreme acts from you on the beach. Yeah, we'll have to just see how that all goes, man. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate my, it. My, it was, my it was good fun and good good seeing you again, you know, even yeah, virtually, man. you know. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Right, everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed our chat. Um, like, share. Uh, give Brennan some love, show him, show him some support, uh, follow what he's doing on all these social platforms. And uh, I've got a very good gut intuition feeling that you're going to do super, super well. Big things are to come. Sure. Right. Thanks, this man. man. This is Coffee and Perspective, episode six. I appreciate all of your time and we'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Coffee and Perspective. If you enjoyed it, please go like, rate, review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to this as your feedback will mean a ton to me. Until next time, cheers.